Understanding the human brain and how it completes complex tasks, like processing other people's speech as well as producing its own, is a complex task in itself. As it stands, neuroscience isn't able to tell the underlying computations that lead to human language. New research from the US has taken an interesting approach to working this out. Instead of just studying how real human intelligence deals with language, these researchers have been looking at how artificial intelligence does it too. Cameron Voicey spoke to Ev Fodorenko from MIT to find out more. In this work, we're basically taking advantage of the advances that have been made in artificial intelligence, AI, to try to get some insights about how the brain may solve language comprehension. And we do this by basically directly relating representations from the models to um, neural signals that we record from the brain. And we find that some of the leading models provide quite a good match to human neural data, suggesting that something may be similar about how the models and the human brain process language. So the models that you're talking about, the AI models, what exactly are they trying to do? They're general purpose models, so they're used in all sorts of ways. The training um, that they generally get is uh, uh, training on next word prediction. So they basically get a large corpus thrown at them. And then with those representations, you can do things like translate between languages or generate freeform text. So they're taking some text that someone's uh, input and then trying to work out what the next word might be that you might want to write. So like we're familiar with predictive text on our phones, for example. That's exactly right. But your research isn't about trying to improve these models, but rather trying to link them with how human brains actually work. Exactly. And um, at the core of the approach that we took here is um, looking at a whole bunch of models at once. So it's not like we take one model and say, oh, look, it explains something in the brain. The key insight is that, um, you know, none of these models are probably the right models of the brain. They're all overly simplistic. But by looking across a broad range of these models, we can try to start seeing some trends, like what makes some models better than others in capturing human neural responses. And then we can make inferences about maybe the brain using similar kinds of computations to solve the same objective. In this case, it's language comprehension. So this isn't something that you can access. This isn't something that you can study with what I imagine are more conventional brain studies, where you put someone in an MRI scanner or something like this, and then you get them to do certain tasks. This is something that sort of goes beyond that. So the data collection part is um, pretty much the same as before, except now that we have these models, instead of just making kind of coarse distinctions like looking at responses to language versus music or to sentences versus lists of unconnected words, we can approximate representations of a particular sentence. You know, like I can say, um, you know, I hope our viewers enjoy this BBC podcast, right? And I can look at your brain as it processes that sentence and I can feed that sentence to the model and I can link them directly. Um, so we looked at over 40 state-of-the-art language models and quite a few of them did a really, really good job coming very close to capturing big, big chunks of explainable variants in the brain. So that was surprising. But models varied quite a lot. So some models were quite poor. And given this variability in how well models uh, captured human neural responses, we could then ask, what makes some of these models better than others? Do the kinds of models that perform really well on this next word prediction task provide a good match to human neural recordings? And there is indeed a strong relationship. 
just think about it. Like I, I give you a random like part of a sentence. In order to predict the next word, you need to be able to take into account all sorts of information about the beginning, the preamble that I'm giving you, right? You need to pay attention to the particular words. You need to pay attention to how they are structured. And so what we think is going on is when you're training models uh, over these vast corpora, this training objective effectively implicitly asks the model to learn all sorts of regularities about how language is structured. And it seems like perhaps if the goal of the language system is to effectively predict the next word, which is presumably something that will facilitate communication, then maybe that's what both the, these artificial and actual biological language systems are doing. To me, as someone who has basically no idea about how neuroscience works, it seems pretty <laughs> remarkable that we're at the stage now where we can try to link these AI models with what's actually happening in the brain. So is this something yeah. that has been on the cards for a while? Is there something that... No, no, it's, uh, you know, I am as surprised as uh, you probably, because I, just as of a few years ago, I would not have predicted that we would get here. Even just a few years ago, if you remember maybe um, trying to translate something using Google Translate, it was pretty abysmal. And then suddenly within the last like five years and increasingly more so, these tasks are being done really, really well. So they're good enough to the point where I, as a language scientist, think, okay, this model is capturing something really useful about uh, language statistics. Let's see if we can leverage them somehow to try to understand how human brains might solve language. Because at this point, before these models came along, we were kind of at a point where we can characterize these language brain regions. We can say, okay, they're highly specialized for language. They pay attention to both, you know, word meanings and structure, how words combine into larger units. But how do we actually um, start making guesses about the computations that go on and how would we test it? And these models basically provide just the way to do that. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.